0: Welcome to Weekly Wisdom from Jubilee Circle. We teach the common wisdom of love and unity that is found in all mainstream religions, metaphysical teachings, mysticism, and inspired secular and religious writers and teachers throughout the ages. Our goal is to help you connect with your higher divine self and transform from the inside out so you can become a force for love and transformation in the world. Each week, we bring you wisdom from our founding spiritual director, Reverend Candace Shaloo, and other guest speakers. We hope you enjoy this week's words of wisdom.
1: If you have ever tried to meditate, how many of you try? How many of you succeed? Oh, well, we got a couple of you. All right, you go. <laughs> yeah, but if you ever, when you start, right, you've most likely encountered what is known as the monkey mind. You know, as soon as you try to sit quietly, you feel just overwhelmed by your thoughts. You're trying to own your way to peace, and suddenly all you can think about is what you're going to do when you're done with this. Uh, You start to think about whatever happened to that old high school buddy, and what the world was that noise? Everything. You're everywhere. The one thing you cannot seem to do is quiet that cacophony that is in your head. But here's the good news. When that happens, it means you're doing it right. Because all those things are going to happen when you try to meditate. But often we give up because we think we're supposed to have no thoughts while we're meditating. But the trick is not to end our thinking, but to develop our awareness to the point where we can become the director of our thoughts instead of feeling helpless in the onslaught. The key is to maintain what the Buddhists call the one seat. And that's a fancy name for teaching ourselves how to remain present, even as thoughts of the past or the future or even fantasy thoughts just run through our minds. The average person, according to a 2005 study, how many thoughts do you think per day, on average, you have running through your head? How many? 5,000. 5,000? 10 billion. 2 billion? (laughs) Okay, it's somewhere between there. (laughs) It is actually between 12,000 and 60,000 thoughts per day wow. on average. No wonder we're overwhelmed. But Agape licensed spiritual director, pra- spiritual practitioner Deb Varn is going to give us a method this morning to kind of tame the monkey mind and find the way to take that one seat, to remain present. Even as those thoughts come flooding in. Because when you can make up your mind to take back your mind, the only thought you'll have then is, oh "Oh, yeah." yeah. Hear these wise and
2: holy words. From Joel S. Goldsmith. There is an invisible wisdom governing our life. There is an invisible love enfolding us, providing, caring, protecting, and sustaining It is through our own dedication. Let me say that again. It is through our own dedication and consecration that we bring about this. It will not happen to us out of the blue, although it has happened occasionally to a few persons Who, without even having a thought in their mind of a spiritual subject, suddenly have had the experience such as this. But then, because they knew nothing of its nature, very often they have lost it and have been unable to recapture it. That is not true for us because, you know, we're all here right now. We, we are seeking to remember the truth of who and whose we are and why we are here. This is not about us. We are disciplined in our practice because you are here. This is not true for you. We know that the divine presence, the Holy Ghost, has descended upon us. And we know that since this is true, we can return to it again and again to this quiet withinness, like Candace was talking about, and bring it back into conscious expression, deliberate expression, on purpose expression, until eventually the day comes. When it's no longer necessary. And the Christ is really living our life. (laughs) The ultimate is reached. And then we become so established in this. That there really is no little I to take care of. Something invisible is always doing the taking care of it in advance, making the crooked places straight, putting people in our path, divinely guarding, guiding, and protecting us is what he's talking about. And for one of my favorite books that we studied in practitioner studies is from Richard Moss, and it's called The Mandala of Being. ability to enter states of expansiveness and clear-mindedness and centeredness is always a cumulative result of living more in the now. The reason people so quickly leave these higher consciousness, these higher states, is that without constant reinforcement, of consciousness consciousness work to refresh the mind with the immediacy of the moment the immediacy of the moment conscious i'm making a decision that is our freedom because we're made in the image and likeness of the infinite we have the freedom of choice We have been given dominion over our thoughts. We think that we are our thoughts. No, we are the observer of our thoughts, and as observers, we get to take our power back. It takes a little willingness, and it takes practice. It's habit that causes us to move away from the present moment. We are what we habitually do, what we habitually think, and if we continually take debate, nothing's gonna change. And then finally, from, from Eckhart Tolle, and I say Tolle, some people say Tolle, I don't know, I'm from the South, you know, I'm just lucky if I get Eckhart right. <laughs> to the ego, the present moment hardly exists. That's the end of the ego in the present moment. Only past and future are considered important. This total reversal of the truth accounts for the fact that in the ego mode, the mind is so dysfunctional. It's always concerned with keeping the past alive because without it, who are you? It constantly projects itself into the future to ensure its, conti- its continued survival and to seek some kind of release and fulfillment there. It says, one day when this happens, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be at peace. I can't wait till then. Every day I'm closer to then. Right? (sighs) It's not the present that it sees. It misperceives it completely because it looks through the eyes of the past. It reduces the present to a means to an end and always lies in the mind-projected future. Observe your mind. That's what we're going to invite us all to do today. Observe our mind. That's fun, isn't it? <laughs> Especially if you got the monkey mind. Obs- <laughs> ob- observe your mind and you will see that this is how it works. The present moment. And I'm telling you this from direct experience. The present moment holds the key to liberation. The present moment holds the key to liberation. And so many people say, well, I can't meditate. Well, you know what? I tell my kids, can't never could. So we, the invitation is take can't out of our vocabulary. The present moment holds the key to liberation, but you cannot find the present moment. As long as you are your mind or you think you're your mind, we are the observer. So I, I like to begin... To me at the beginning, which is the presence, to evoke the Spirit of the living God that is closer than our breath, nearer than our hands of, and feet. You know, the Course, I was reading this week, and I love how, I love how, and I hate how, <laughs> hate's a strong word, but whenever I'm preaching, it seems like the things that come into my life experience are things that are very challenging that I have to learn, and it's perfect. And The Course of Miracles just follows me everywhere I go. <laughs> And this week, one of the things I was rereading was that the heart of God is in our heart. Whew. Closer than our breath, nearer than our hands and feet. So we're going to evoke that presence. And it's not begging and beseeching a God outside of ourselves, it is just speaking the truth of what is. And there's one truth spoken in many different ways. And the truth is God is right where we are. And so we begin with gratitude. So much to be grateful for. I'm grateful that I got to wake up this morning. Grateful for another day. Another day to to be in service. Another day to pray, to meditate. To be with my friends, with with the mighty companions that are joining us on this journey. This holy assignment that we have been drawn to. Two, I am grateful. I am grateful for the amount of work that this band put in this week to embody their gifts and and infuse their gifts with the Spirit of God and to be disciplined in their practice and to really express unity consciousness as we played. I am grateful. I'm grateful for everybody on on the sound system, grateful for for everybody that's handling the tech and for each and every person, each and every being that is in this place because we are not alone. There are ancestors around us. There are angels everywhere. And I am grateful. Whew, grateful, grateful. Come go with me. We're talking today. And I recognize, recognize that God is all that there is. That there is no place or space where God is not. I I can go nowhere that God is not. I have a silent partner that is not so silent sometimes. That is always ising on our behalf. Infinite intelligence, divine wisdom, God is. The only power that there is is God. Divine order is ising. Infinite possibilities, God is. There are no limits on God. I am one. I am one with this power, this presence. It knows itself as me, this unique expression. Lives, moves, and has its beingness. And as this is true for me, it's true for the each of us. From the top of our heads to the soles of our feet. God doesn't do do-overs. Each is a unique expression. That the world has been waiting for, holding its breath, for us to take our place as a unique expressions, one with God. One with God, one with each other, and one with all that is. And so it's from this place of absolute oneness that I get to bless our service today from beginning to end. It was blessed before we began. And I surrender myself as, as a vehicle, as an instrument for God to flow through, speak through. And I, I affirm that it is spoken in a language and a manner in which each and every person catches what they need for the day. In a language which they absolutely understand. And so I bless our time. It's a holy encounter, a holy assignment that we have all said yes and oh yeah to. And I simply say, amen. I think church is over. <laughs> church was over for me. Church was over for me when I was reading, so you know. So I, I, Richard Moss is, is amazing. It was so nice. And so if you want to delve into it, you know, I'm just scratching the surface today. But if you really want to dig deeper, check out, I think it's probably um, moss.com, richardmoss.com. He offers so many free opportunities, free workshops and talks. And his book is really helped me out. It'll either tick you off (laughs) and or bring you peace. So I would invite you to kind of lean into the ticked off part because that's what I had to do because, you know, I was still stuck in blaming people for my experience. But it, the mandala of being is just a tool to be able to recognize where we are. And we've talked about awareness before. Candace has spoken about awareness before. Uh, we talk about the the power of meditation and we're going to continue to do that because I need reminding of the power of, the, of that practice. And so the things that I want to share with you around the mandala being our awareness, self-awareness of where we are. Because if we're not in the present moment, then we're in the past, we're in the future. And I think they included a copy of the mandala in our notes. Or we're in the future Or are we stuck in me stories? And our emotions help us figure out where we are. They are a gift. You know, I was taught to control your temper. Do not lose your temper. Uh, You know, handle your emotions. You know, crying is a sign of weakness. I'm a girl, but I was the oldest, so that was something I was brought up to do is not express. We had to keep our game plan so close We couldn't let the cat out of the bag until the very last moment because we had to make our way of escape growing up. So that's how I learned to keep these stories in my head to myself and then go. So we want to, our emotions are not the problem. We want to stop labeling things as good and bad experiences. We want to be able to surrender to whatever's happening in the present moment and the only way to surrender is to let go of our attachment as to what the future should be, what the past was and what's going on in the life of another And then all of our little me stories, me, myself, and I. Pool of me, that's what it is. And to be able to forgive. The peace of God is all I want. And I cannot be at peace if I'm blaming, accusing. And it's just like the the lesson for today. Only my condemnation, my judgment injures me. So once I can recognize those things, then I'll be able to trust that no matter what is happening, it is for me. That even in the midst of great sorrow, great great emotional pain and anguish, Something is seeking to be released. Something is seeking to be healed. Something is seeking to be birthed. And 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 you ladies that have had children, God bless you. And if you had a ten pound baby, whoo! I bow before you, Lord. It's messy. It hurts. And something wonderful. Something new. Something fresh is birthed because of that experience. So we have to trust that no matter what's going on in this physical realm, there is a, a there is order to it. That God is truly for us, never against us. And we you know we have these little narrow-minded thoughts about how things could go. Well, I think this. Well, if I put myself in the perspective of the infinite, it's Im- infinite. That means that you can't number it. The possibilities that are available for us. The ways are being made out of seeming no way. We get to trust that. But first we have to recognize where we are. And I don't mean you need to show you behind. When you're feeling these emotions. You know, I love to stomp in a circle when I'm angry. Sometimes I'll tell you the truth, I yell and scream in my house. It used to be Georgia, but now little Leo's getting a earful. full. And it's not a bad thing. Anger is not a bad thing. It's an emotion. Emotions are not our enemy. What happens is if we allow those emotions to control our decisions and we react rather than respond. So sometimes we have to bracket. Bracket doesn't mean you push it down and pretend it's not there. Because what we push down in the body temple and don't look at manifests as dis-ease. So we take time for ourselves. We need to love ourselves first. And how we love ourselves first is by being aware of our feelings. And if I'm not at peace, I am not in the present moment. I want everybody to just stop right now and just focus on your breath and just breathe. Just follow your breath. If I am in the present moment, I am at peace. I will be still a moment and go home. So when we have these emotions come up and trigger us, we should say thank you. Because they're showing us, hey, yay! We get the dig this up! And once we dig it up and we bring it to the light, it, it automatically starts to lose its power over us. And then we can respond rather than react. And react means you do the same thing you've always done, and, and that's a definition, a definition of insanity, to do what you've always done and expect a different result. But now we have the opportunity to recognize it. And this is how you recognize past thoughts. Past thoughts, we all caught up in rest and, and, and caught up in regret. Oh, Lord, I wish I hadn't done that. Or nostalgia, that those were the good old days back then. Yes. Or we feel guilty that means we're caught up in the past and I remember hearing an interview with Adele and they were talking about her music and about you know, the past and how she could be so comfortable with it and she said that it was, it was, it was just life that the past is never as, as good as we thought it was because remember we have selective memory based on our experiences right? and our perceptions never as good, never as bad as we thought it was it's just life So if we catch ourselves in regret, in guilt, nostalgia, ah, I'm not at peace, because I wish I shoulda, coulda. So I notice that I've moved over into the past. So as soon as I recognize it, I can take a breath and move myself back into being. And then if I'm caught up on this other person, you, it, you know, I'm just angry all this traffic is because Trump is in town. How much money are they spending on this thing? Good God almighty. I'm trying to get to Navy. Old Navy. And you turning me around. Caught up in these you you stories. Or you did this. Or you caused this. Oh, I'm in the you. You got to get back to me, boo. Right to the present moment. In the future. I'm hoping... I got anxiety about it. I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know what I'm gonna lose if I do this. I don't know if I'm gonna be okay. I'm afraid and I get caught up in future stories. What if this happens or that happens? And you know, being a Virgo, we analyze everything. You look at all the possible scenarios and then, you know, it's just the brain that I, I, I used to live in and try to stay out of now. And then when I get caught up in myself, you know, I can get all grandiose. Yes, I am Batman. (laughs) I am here to keep you safe. That is my job. You know, and I, you know, impressive, you know. You know, I just try to... Hey, how you doing? That's me. Or I can move myself into depression. Get caught up in sadness. Hopelessness. So the mandala of being gives us a tool that we can make a decision from. Now you can stay there. You can stay in the past if we want to stay in the past. We can, we can start thinking about the future all the time, but, but I invite you to spend as much time in the present moments and whatever you're doing. Because I'm telling you, it'll give you a buzz. Unlike anything I've ever experienced in my life, not that I've experienced anything, <laughs> but the, to be in the moment, to be in the now, because when we're in the now, we're tuned in, tapped into the infinite. We are not alone. So stop labeling things. The invitation is stop labeling things as good or bad. I remember Oprah Winfrey telling the story about a Maya Angelo. She was upset. She had a party at her house, and she was ran into the bathroom to call Doctor Maya Angelo. Wouldn't you love to have her on speed dial?
1: <laughs>
2: I would. Oh God. And so Oprah was telling her, "Well, you don't know. This person said this. They're doing..." Be right, and Dr. Maya Angelou said, Stop it, stop it right now, and say thank you. But you don't understand what they just said, you don't understand what they're doing. I'd stop it. And I'm telling you right now, if Maya Angelou told me stop it, it'd be like,
0: <laughs>
2: Yes, yes, ma'am, stop and say thank you. Because when people or things move out of our life rejection is just a sign of a new direction. And it doesn't mean you you're you're walking away from a person or a situation it's just we we're, we're invited to see it differently. I'm willing to see this situation through the eyes of Spirit. Spirit's purpose in, through, and as our life. To to together our life as individuals, our life as a community. Thank you. Because what God has in store for me, other people are going to long for, is what Maya said. Now, that's not about comparing. Because everybody gets there when they get there. But if I'm awake, I get to choose. That's our freedom. And so, and Reverend Michael was talking about this today in his inner vision. That we need to be able to enjoy the experience of being without putting labels on Everything. When we drop labeling ourselves, others, and situations, we can be open to the pure isness, the pure isness of each moment. Pure isness does not label. So the question is can we be still long enough, be in the presence of? long enough until the mud starts to settle at the bottom all these all these thoughts or wish I should have, could have, you should have uh, or life was much better or, or you know what you don't know what she said to me but as we we become still, we allow this this murky water of our consciousness, of the thoughts that are bombarding us so that we can make a decision because that's what dominion is about. It's a decision. It's a moment-by-moment moment decision. And that is our freedom. That is our birthright. And all it takes is a little willingness. But you know when life is like this, you can't say nothing. And I have learned to to not move until I am moved upon because the the old Deborah Ann Vaughn as my mother would call me when she was upset with me was impulsive. <laughs> it was more like oh, I got to go. And so I, what I ended up with, and, and again, I bless Sally Turner because she has been a blessing in my life, was I would have obsessive regrets because I left too soon. That every relationship is perfect for our growth and our expansion. So we have to be willing to sit, and you, we have to do what's right for ourselves. Sometimes it takes me three days. Sometimes it takes a little longer, but the key is we get to start over every moment, even if we mess up, even if we react, because I'm gonna tell you right now, I was not nice at Publix the other day. I was not in the mood for somebody telling me somebody was supposed to be in front of me. I had already started putting my stuff on there, and I just turned and kept putting my stuff on, and that was not me. And so, as soon as I recognize, I start praying and blessing the, the situation. So we get to start over every time. We get to begin again. We don't beat the ego wants us to say. Look, you really suck at this. Who are you to talk about being in and now? You showed your behind at Publix.
1: <laughs>
2: and it really wasn't that loud, but it was loud in my head. You know. So we have, and when we meditate. It helps us recognize that voice of the ego as opposed to the voice of spirit, which is the whisper until sometimes, like me, I need a sledgehammer. I got a hard head. My mama said when I was a little girl, I'd get upset, and I would beat my head on the floor. Boom, 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 when I didn't get my way. I think that's what my problem is. But I'm hard-headed. A hard head makes a soft behind. And we have to forgive people. Forgive people is 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 a practice. Forgive, and I'm gonna be at peace. And and all forgiveness is self forgiveness. We've talked about that. And beginning again. So the invitation is to 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 recognize where you are when you're not in the now. If you're if you're in the in the Past, you know, life was magnificent. No, it wasn't. What's before me is always better than what lies behind me. It's never as good or bad as we thought it was. The future, I place the future in the hands of God. Man, if we could just take that lesson from a course of miracles and live in it. We're thinking about other people. Everybody's doing the best they can. It's not about us. Don't take it personal. Stop it. Say thank you, as Maya Angelou said. And you know what? I I try not to be full of myself. And to bring myself to the present moment and say I'm willing to see this differently. Differently. Willingness is all it takes. I'm willing to, if if this is what I have to be at peace to fulfill my purpose, I'm willing to see it your way, Spirit. As Reverend Michaels talks about and Candace has mentioned it before, this or something better, but it's always for me and not against me. Stop labeling things as good or bad. Everything is for us, not against us cancer was not bad for me it's an opportunity to wake up to the truth of who I am and the power and the presence of the living God that is closer than my breath to be able to bear witness to that truth that's what we all get to do in our own lives as individual expressions be you your work is your ministry your family is your ministry. Your children is your ministry. Every person you encounter is a holy encounter. Surrender to whatever is happening in our experience. And I say, Help. I said, Help so many times this week, I thought I was I am then. Help. Help me now. I don't want to be the judge anymore. I'm willing. And then finally, trust. Trust in a power and a presence that is never in absence. I lean into principle. And principle is the absolute truth spoken in many different ways. That this power and presence is always for me and never against me. Always ising on our behalf. And awareness and dominion, if you so choose to take this mission at this time in life. (laughs) It is not for the faint at heart, but I promise you, if you're disciplined in your practice, just like musicians, spirit is going to show up, show out as you. And the world is going to be a much better place because you chose to come here and be this expression of the infinite. And for that, we say, Oh, yeah.
0: Thank you for joining us for Weekly Wisdom from Jubilee Circle. If you enjoyed the program, we hope that you'll support us by leaving a good review of this podcast wherever you download your shows. We also hope you'll support us in other ways, either by becoming a subscriber to our YouTube channel and our weekly newsletter or by supporting us financially. You can find out how to do all of that by visiting our website at JubileeCircle.com. Many thanks to Audio Coffee from Pixabay for supplying our podcast music. Join us again next week, and until then, take the words of Meister Eckhart with you. If the only prayer you ever say is thank you, that will be enough. We thank you for your time and wish you the kind of week that will leave you saying, Oh yeah.